Welcome back to the Upper Tier Podcast, the football podcast that we bring you each and every week from the Dynamo Podcast Network. Head over to YouTube there, smash that subscribe button and bell notification to get all our latest content. And joining me today to give his views on a half-season review on Tottenham Hotspur is Fergal O'Neill. Fergal, how you doing? Great, and yourself, Noel? Very good. Good to have you on. Interesting times for for Spurs, to say the least. Um, what's your What's your feeling about Spurs at the moment? I mean, I mean, they started off brilliant in the season, and then it just kind of fell away. Um, what you thinking? Uh, being honest with you, at the moment, there's only two, three players that are playing for Spurs at the minute. We have our two midfielders, Hoiberg and in uh, and then Lloris. The rest of them. You're straight up with your crap. Yeah. Even Song, Song, Song can't play without Kane. He's proven yeah. it. Yeah. Play without Kane. Yeah, I've noticed that in the last since Kane went out injured, he seems really lost. Yeah, yeah, Heilberg in the in the middle and Andomia and and Dumbele are unbelievable, really, aren't they? I yeah. mean Heilberg's been outstanding. Yeah. Like. But but as you said, but the unfortunate thing about the two of them, well, Moran Heiberg uh, is playing just in front of the back four, which there's no attacking sense. You know what I mean? This Mourinho has him just playing shocking. Yeah, like put it this way, my language has been very uh, distasteful watching the matches the last few weeks. I've been, you know, uh, very uh, frustrated. Yeah, well, I, I suppose it was a season that probably started out promising so much from Spurs. I mean, uh, I mean, at one stage, I think you were you were top of the league, weren't you? Back in the start of December, we were top of the league. Yeah, and then it's just falling away badly. When they were eight, because Chelsea arrived took us last night. Saying that, yeah, that was and and it was a big game as well. You know, I, I found yeah. though the only thing I found, um, we were on a previous episode talking about the the Spurs uh, Liverpool game, and the one comment they made to lads when they were on was, I thought Spurs in that game looked really really slow and tired, um, because you know. We were coming. We were coming off the back of, you know, we were on a very poor run. If you think about yeah. it, you know what I mean. But it was same that like we were able to up a gear and just left Spurs behind. That like I know Son had the goal disallowed with VAR and stuff like that. But even like once once that was disallowed, it was like you guys just went sort of back into yourselves. You were really really slow. There was no counter press. There was no attack. There was no. There was. It was like there was a real lack of desire. Um, and and that's a that's a real scary thing in terms of Jose Mourinho's sides because it, it generally when it starts to go that way it doesn't it doesn't end up well you know that, that was proven at United when it went like that for him before he got the boot and like I was saying last night even watch, after watching Chelsea match he, he he needs to get the boot now he's making the, their football has gone backwards now and it's, it has proven he's played defensive football it doesn't work Spurs are always been an uh, exciting attacking team to, to watch. Under Pochettino, they were great to watch. They're brilliant to watch. They, they, yes, they mightn't have had a good record, but they were. I enjoyed watching them. You always knew you were going to get a few goals out of them. This thing of sitting back in a one-goal lead, I tell you, it frustrates the hell out of me. We can't afford to sit back in. We can't afford it. Not like Liverpool. Liverpool will bang in the one, two, three, four goals, whatever they need to bang in. Nine out of ten times do it. Yeah. Spurs won't. Spurs won't. Yeah. And it's just not good enough. Like as you say, last week against Liverpool, you're bang on. As soon as the uh, the goal was disallowed, they just kind of 
they just got lazy. They got lazy and they got you can they can you can blame fatigue and all. Anybody can blame fatigue if they want. But the, I would kill to have a Spurs jersey walking out of that pitch to play football three times, four times a week. I would kill to do it. They're getting well paid for it. I don't. I I just don't believe this fatigue crap. I really don't. I don't believe it. Like if Spurs, you ask any other Spurs fan, they'd be delighted to be sitting out in that, standing out in that pitch playing football. The, the, it just, it the, the one thing I've noticed um, since Christmas is, especially at home, they play very defensive at home. And the one thing I noticed in the Liverpool game, which you probably got punished on, was the fact that you kind of opened up against us. You didn't kind of park the bus in that Mourinho type of way. Um, and, and, you know, a team like us, I know we were out of form and stuff like that, but if you, if you open up against Liverpool nine times out of ten you will get punished and I noticed that Spurs did open up they didn't sit back the way they had been in previous home games and I thought if there was ever a game to sit back it would have been against us in terms of I know obviously the, the onus is on you at home you should come out and attack and play your game and you know make your mark on the game if you like but I mean I've noticed at home with Spurs um, they've sat back a lot like and they, they've played very defensive when the owners should be on them to go and you know chase the win and score the goals of course like, if you go back in the last three games we played to uh, the, especially Liverpool and Chelsea if the fans had been in the stadium on either of them nights they would have been booed off the pitch they would have been asking for Mourinho's head because it's just not good enough. It's not good enough for a Spurs team who should be up there. Honestly, they should be up there battling for the, the title. They have a good enough team there, realistically. But he has them playing such a defensive football. They they look shabby. They look, they really do. But Gareth Bale, I guarantee it, Gareth Bale, if that was an attacking form team, he would be shining up in there. But it's because it's defensive. He's not getting into the team because he doesn't suit that play. Yeah. He's trying to know when we're in need of something. Yeah, so I suppose just looking now, we're sort of like, we're, we're just above halfway across the season now. 21 games in, nine wins, six draws, six losses. You know, um, you know, 33 points at this stage. It's, it's, it's nowhere near form at all and it's nowhere for that pool of players and that pool of talent it's certainly not good enough but it has been a very indifferent season for nearly all the teams I mean I know City are on an unbelievable run at the moment and United are were on an unbelievable run until Sheffield United and then they're back at it again now with Southampton but most teams apart from those two you know have sort of stumbled their way through the season the points tally is very low um, you know even the goal difference and the you know the goals for and against is, is, is quite low for this stage in the season you know you're looking at Spurs yeah go ahead you, like you're you're, you're, bring, you're obviously including Liverpool in a lot yeah. but let's be honest about it Liverpool haven't got Van Dijk in there they haven't got their best sense of defence right so that's partly the reason Liverpool aren't doing what they did last year because like Van Dijk yes or no whether he's agree or not is a huge part of Liverpool now and he's a huge part of them winning that title last year. Like he got player of the year for he didn't get it for no reason. You yeah. know what I mean? He's he's an outstanding defender. And like when you have like he's like he's have a makeshift uh, central defence there at the minute. Yeah. So, like I think if Liverpool had their Van Dijk there and all that, they would be they'd be would be they'd be in the mix of them too. Yeah. Like, definitely. It will be. Spurs yeah. just Spurs have no no excuses. They have no excuses. 
Well, I, I, I suppose the loss of Kane is huge. I mean, he he really you is. You can't rely on that one player. No, you can't you can't rely on that one player. Well, look at the attackers we have without him. Yeah. We've Mora, we've we've Lamella, we've Son, we've Bale. Like, yeah, but if 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 you look at the loss of Kane, Kane this season, you know more so than the goals that he scores has been dropping deep and really become that creative player as well so it's like I think losing Kane is nearly it's like losing two players but like every team in the Premiership at the top end they all have that you know that one player that leader I know they always have other players on the big squad but they always have that leader that the other players look to like if you look at Son at the moment his his play with Kane is normally fantastic and when, when he loses Kane I mean, he, he nearly looks like a championship player. You know what I mean? He looks yeah, lost. It's exactly. like you've lost your brother, you know, that kind of way. And I think that just has a huge effect. And it, it's like, you know, we you spoke earlier about us losing Van Dyke and stuff like that. It's the ripple effect that it has through the whole team. You know what I mean? Like, they, Kane is the leader there. He's the captain. He's yeah. the, he fires him on. And I know at times he's played as well and the results haven't been what you want. But I mean... Go ahead, Jeff. No, you look, you look at Liverpool, though. Like, okay, they've last fans out. We have Henderson who's going to step up, and you have Milner who's stepping up. Like they're, they're both leaders. They're both more in the, the leaders that will take over from Van Dyke on the pitch. Like I know Henderson is your captain, but like when, when he's not, when Van Dyke's gone, Henderson does step up, and he's he really, I think he just uh, what you call it, mal- gets the team together. They just they they just look like they want to fight for each other. Spurs don't. They did like so. I was listening last night to the commentary for a Chelsea game. Um, who was commentating? I think it was. I'm not sure who was the uh, in the commentary with uh, the at the match, but they made a valid point. He says when they're going forward, Glenn Hoddle was. He says when they're going forward, he says they don't look like they know what they're doing. They haven't got a plan. They they know what they're doing in the uh, when the other team's on the attack. But when, when Spurs go on the attack, they don't know what they're doing. They actually haven't got a plan. And it's yeah. just, oh, man. Does, um, talk to me about the defence. The defence has been chopping and changing constantly this season. Um, and I don't, I don't know whether it's a confidence thing or I don't know whether it's just, I mean, that's, that's what I would say. Like, is, is, is Mourinho sort of instructing your midfield to protect your back four because he doesn't have the confidence in them? Um, What's your take on that? Look, okay, okay. I'll ask you as, as a non-Spurs fan: Would you have confidence in Ben Davies? I wouldn't put him into. He wouldn't even get into Greystones Football Group for God's sake. He's that crap. And same with R- Rodon. Why they bought him off Swansea? I don't know. I haven't got a clue. He's crap. Right. The only the only decent centre defender we have at this moment in time is Alderweireld. That's it. That's our only good defender. Doherty's muck. He shouldn't have come here to, to Spurs. He's not good enough to play for Spurs. And Aurier, he's had one or two good games, but that's about it. In fairness, um, I mean, Eric Dyer, like, up, up uh, to... No, 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 no. You see the penalty he gave away last night? No. Yeah, but what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, up, up till the dip in form, he had been having a very solid season. He had played well, and like he, like you know, and I, I know he always has that, you know, what we call that kind of David Luiz crazy sort of mistake in him. 
every so often, you know what I mean? But I, I think, yeah. you know, I, I think if you looked at him over the, the, you know, let's say the first six months of the season, I, I think for four of those months, he's been okay, hasn't he? He's been solid enough, like. He's been okay, but, like, yeah. but okay is about it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, for, it's like... I put, I look at other centres defenders. Now, there's not many you would pick out from the league that you would love to have in your team at the moment that are playing at the moment. The one person I'd probably pick out is your man from Leicester, Sincho. Sincho, is that his name? Sincho, yeah. Sincho. Yeah. Like, I do think he's a good centre-half. Yeah. Go around the rest of them. Like, you go through... Well, Bally from United. Yeah. I, I like... I do like him. Um, then, like... Because like, Liverpool haven't got centres, there's no point picking one of them. They well, I mean, them well, I mean, you could pick any of three from Man City, couldn't you? With like Laporte, yeah, Ruben yeah, Diaz, true, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, they're they're spoiled for choice in that area. Yeah, but like, look at Spurs and come on, like, Ro- like <laughs> to pick a, a boy Rodon, who was and Rudiger was there to buy. We seen him last night. He was getting stuck in last night. Rudiger against Spurs. He's had a new lease of life because he was he was bought. Your man came in, the manager came in. Yeah. Like if he'd moved to Spurs, I guarantee you, it would have been a great move. Yeah. I also I also looked at some of the um I looked at um some stats out there, you know, forty three percent win rate, roughly averaging one point six goals per game. You know, your possession away from home is better than your possession, your average possession is better away from home than it is at home. Yeah. Um which is which is very strange for a Spurs team. Um, yeah. you know, five penalties conceded so far this season. You know, three at home, two away, and then yeah. six six clean sheets so far this season. Three home, three away. Um, so it, it's kind of it's very unspurs like in terms of you know attacking and stuff like that. You know, I mean, Spurs have constantly always had issues at the back. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's always either being that like you know the back four is unsettled or not settled down or you know you're not playing with your your quality back four or Lloris does be a little bit iffy at times and makes a few mistakes stuff like that again it's probably not having confidence in the guys in front of him but I yeah but I also looked I also looked at the home and away form and it's amazing like your goal difference at home is plus two and your goal difference away is plus ten which which would say to me is that you're very defensive when you're at home and when you're away, you open up. And it's, 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 it should be the opposite. should be the opposite yeah. or, a, or a blend of the two. Like, um, it kills me because you go, you go back to, like, I know it's before Christmas, things change and all that. But you go back before Christmas, we hopped off United 6-1 and then we bet City 3-1. The, yeah. the team were on top now. And we went seven hours without conceding a goal there before Christmas. Yeah. And now it's just, oh, yeah, do you know what? Things have to change anyway at the club. They have to change. Whether Mourinho goes or whatever. It's, uh, yes, I probably did praise him before Christmas. He got results. He was getting results. But you look at the football. Uh, I've finally seen the football they've been playing the last three games. I've been sitting down watching it and going, this is like, it looks like they're shitting themselves. And that's been straight up, but you know, it looks like they're nervous wrecks going out there. They don't want to concede a goal. And it's just, it's not like a Spurs team to do that. Because it was, it was, um, it was title winning form, like you know what I mean. Yeah, it was definitely. without a shadow of a doubt. Um, then you sort of kind of look like, like your next five games coming up. You've got like West Brom at home, Man City away, West Ham away, 
uh, Burnley at home and Crystal Palace at home they're um, all teams who have got good wins the last few weeks yeah apart from West Brom apart from West Brom like City are obviously flying at the moment Burnley got a great win against Hughes yeah yeah. Um, the West Ham are flying. Yeah, they're 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 really on form at the minute. Crystal Palace are doing all right as well. Yeah, like we could end up down to fourteenth or fifteenth before after them for games. Well, that's that's the real concern. You know what I mean? Like like I I would expect I would expect you to be probably West Brom, Burnley, and Palace. Um, they're your home games but City away is going to be very difficult I mean even West Ham away is going to be very difficult but I just um, but then but then you look at your away form which is so much better than your home form and you think you could probably get beaten by West Brom Burnley and Palace and beat City and West Ham you know what I mean because you just you just can't judge the league this season it's crazy you 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 go on the way we're playing at the moment defensive mode City will destroy us Liverpool did it on the, and they weren't even playing well. City will destroy us because they're flying at the minute. They'll, they'll make mincemeat outs. And, oh, it's just, it's, uh, I, I'm in there, like, just thinking of them games are kind of gone. Yeah. Oh my God, where are we going to end up at the end of these? Yeah, those, those next five games could really um, dictate the future of Jose Mourinho, really, couldn't it? Definitely, definitely. Um, then I looked at I looked at some other stats in there as well. I looked at the, you know, because my, my real concern looking at it really is the absence of Harry Kane and even sometimes the absence of his form. And when you look at goals and you look at assists, most of those stats are encapsulated around those two boys. I mean, those, yeah, those two boys are most of the goals. Those two boys are most of the assists without a shadow of a doubt. And, you know, they really do form, you know, you know, you talk about Liverpool with the three up front. Yeah. It's the same thing with Spurs with Kane and Son. They have that link up play. They have that nous of playing together for a long time. And I think with Kane gone, I think it has really, really hurt. You know what I mean? It, it's just I, like he really is. You know, I, I stress it again, and we spoke about it earlier. He is the talisman there, and I know, I know. There's always the argument. We, we have a squad. We have these players now, but like that guy bleeds Tottenham Hotspur really, doesn't he? Yeah, well, yeah, but you look at like if you look at the matches before Christmas when Kane and Son were playing together, Kane didn't even have to look up where Son was. He knew where he was. He hit the ball over the top and straight into his path. Not a bother. We, we haven't got a player like that on the team. Like as much as Vinicius tries, he's not Kane. He's not, and he never became. Yeah. You know, just he's, he won't. He, he's the. He's lazy. He's not like Kane tracking all the way back, as you say, beyond the halfway to pick up the ball. Son was doing that last night. Yeah. But then, then you're losing out up front because Son's not up there to, for his pace. Yeah, and Moira, Moira doesn't look like... I mean, he's not he's not a Jose Mourinho kind of player anyway, is he? Like, I mean, he's just... He's used when he has to be used. Yeah. yeah. Um, ooh, so where, where, where do we go from here then? Like, we spoke about the defence being so unsettled. Um, I mean, if you look at if you look at all your defenders there, who's 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 your of the players you have at the moment? Who's your optimum back four? Who you think should be in there for at the moment? Yeah, Aurier, Royful, Alderweireld. I suppose I'd have to stick with Dyer as as much as it kills me because Sanchez is a bit of a dodgy one as well. Uh, Sanchez, uh, Dyer and uh, Regulon. I don't know why Regulon's not getting in there. 
Like, why is Davies? He has something, he, he likes Davies for some reason. I think he likes Davies because he fucking makes Spurs lose. He's that crap. Yeah, and, if, and in fairness, Reglon came in and he had a good start as well. Like, I mean, it's, it's yeah, not like he came yeah, in and he was poor, you know what I mean? So no. it's, it's a strange And he's not afraid to attack now. He goes at the defenders. He yeah. won't at them. Yeah. Davies, every time, even, even last night, Davies, every time he tried to give the ball up, he kept hitting their player and went down for a throw. I know it helps to get a throw, but you're trying to clear that, that player. He couldn't even clear the first player. And then, as you're talking about the defence, Dyer try, trying the long ball. Why, why the, long, the only only person in that defence can hit a lovely long ball pass is Alderweireld. He's the only one that can get it. And, and especially when Deli um, Ali's in the team, he picks out Ali all the time. He used to do it all the time, pick him out. He's making that run. He knew where Ali was going to go and he hit it right onto his foot. And, but Dyer's trying that and Dyer hasn't got it. He yeah. hasn't got it. Talk, talk to me about Deli Ali. Like, I mean, what's, what's going on there? Like, I mean, he's probably, you know, one of the most talented players on his day at the club. And, you know, you would think a manager of the experience of Jose Mourinho uh, you know, I mean, we've seen it in the documentary on Amazon as well, where he had to fall in there with Danny Rose. Um, mm. but, but you look at Deli Ali there, you would think that he really needs that man's creativity. And, you know, like, he, to me, Deli Ali, like, he really is a very good footballer. He's kind of yeah. misunderstood. And, like, he's one of those players that probably requires you know, a bit of cuddling and a bit of sort of player management to, you know, to keep them. Yeah, man, man management kind of. Yeah, and when I look when I look at Deli Ali, I see what Mourinho's doing, very similar to what he tried to do with Luke Shaw at United. Absolutely just destroy his confidence and, you know, you know, yeah. just, just, you know, you know, it's probably borderline nearly player bullying, really, when you think about it. I don't understand that, Noel, though. Like, they had a chance, if, if Mourinho doesn't think much of Ali, now, I, I think a lot of Ali. I think he, he yes, he, he went off form, but what do you expect? You, you'll go off form if you're not being picked. You're not, you're not going to be on form if you're not being picked. But, like, like Ali was playing great for Spurs. He, he, when you got on the ball, you kind of got a bit excited because you knew he was going to do something. And Mourinho, in, the, in January, had a chance to offload him, and he said he's not going anywhere. Like, why hang on to someone you're not interested in playing? I don't get it. I, I, I'm, like I don't get it in transfer window. Why they did buy a centre defence? Like I, I can't understand it. I just yeah. Well, see, we I, I suppose, we yeah, I suppose it depends. I mean, January's never a great time to be buying players. You know, no one more than me is a Liverpool fan. Like, yeah. We're crying out for defenders, and like I know we brought the two boys you in. You your man today. Your man got his work permission. Today. Yeah, but I was I, I was looking at that situation. There was also a story came out today that we're still going to go for up in Meccano in the summer. So, like, you know what I mean? It, it's hard to know really what the thinking is there, you know what I mean? But it's just, I, I, I think with, um, with Deli Ali, I mean, like, I know PSG were in from and they were trying to do a deal to get him in. That didn't happen. And I, I would be thinking that, like, like if he's good enough for PSG, surely the guy he's good enough for Spurs. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, he, like maybe they want to buy him. I'm not sure what the whole deal was, but like even if they sent him on there for a loan for a year, for one yeah. season, yeah. But he would have come back uh, geez, a, a bigger and better man. But they to hold on to him and stick him in the not even in the lineup sometimes. Yes. Yeah. 
the, the problem is the, the problem is the amount of money you'd have to spend as well to replace a player of that that quality and I know like you know what I say about players as well when they're out of the side is they need at least three to five games to get back in there you yeah. can't judge them off a one-off situation you know what I mean at yeah. all um, what, what you what you're making of Tuchel so far he's gone into Chelsea there I mean what you thinking on that no we all know we all know uh uh, teams when a new manager goes in nine out of ten times the lads up their game because they know they're fighting for their place this is a new man in they're fighting for their place look Chelsea I can't remember the results the last two results but last night obviously I remember but uh, like last night in all fairness they were handed the game Spurs were crap as usual but the two games before I'm not sure who they played I, I don't know I can't remember who they played in the last two matches can you tell me that um what was it? They played Jews then. I think they got... Um, I'm trying to come to my mind now. Um, they beat Burnley 2-0, didn't they? Yeah. They had a good win against Burnley 2-0, but, like, I mean, that game against Burnley, they absolutely destroyed Burnley. Yeah. And then I think the game before that, I think, was a... I think they had a draw, didn't they, in his first game? His yeah. first game yeah. was a draw. Yeah. yeah. Then they beat Burnley and then they beat Hughes. So well, you look at their team, Noel. Like you had, like on the bench last night was Ziyech, Pulisic, and um, who's the other, there was another lad on the bench. Oh, uh, Ger- Gerard. Yeah, they were all on the bench. Like they have a bench like that, and then I was looking at the Spurs bench and I went, "Okay, we have Bale." Yeah. You know what I mean? There wasn't and the Mela obviously but yeah. CH like to be on the bench. CH is playing great for Chelsea at the minute. Yeah. Like Well, as you said, you see, he's a new manager in, so he's obviously trying to take a look at everything before he makes yeah. you know any commitment on his, you know, his starting eleven or anything like that. Everyone's getting yeah. a chance. Are you saying there you know, I think at the weekend it was or whatever it was, like I mean, Aspel Aquata scored and Marcus Alonso scored. I mean, those two boys haven't even featured really. Exactly, yeah. Frank Lampard's Chelsea, you know what I mean? So yeah. you can see he's come in, he's having a look at everyone. Yeah. And eventually, like I'd say, after about five games, he will settle into his starting 11 and he will know. Again, I mean, un- not, not not dissimilar to Klopp, you know. He's a tactician and he's quite scientific in his way and his, his approach, you know. So he will yeah. pick certain teams for certain situations and he will have science and analytics to back it up, you know what I mean? That's That's his way. You know? That that's the great thing, isn't it? You have like to have all that in your like in your the background to know you can go like this. Like Mourinho doesn't seem to have that for Spurs. He has a one-dimensional team, and that's it. Yeah, well, it's He's it. them into a one-dimensional team. Whereas Liverpool, if Liverpool were playing against City, they'd probably. They, I'm not saying to go defensive, but they'd have a, a, a tactic about how to get around this, how to get a beat this. Try figure out a plan. City, City the yeah, they'd have a plan to go at them. Yeah, but Spurs will go against Liverpool again. They go against them next week. They go against City next week in two weeks' time. Whenever they're playing them, they'll go out defensive. They'll defend against them and hope to catch them on, on the catch them on the counter attack. It's not going to work against City. It's not going to work. Yeah, well, it's like, it's, it's hard. It's hard as well to compare kind of Spurs with Chelsea as well because they they have such a you know a, such riches in their squad. Really, you know what I mean? Like yeah. like Spurs are not going to go out and suddenly spend a quarter of a billion in a transfer window. They're just not going to do that. You no, know what I mean? No, so it's, no, yeah, yeah. So it's never. 
Yeah, so so what Chelsea did by missing that transfer window with the ban and then going out and blowing all that money and bringing in all these players, that that's really the equivalent of, you know, for other teams in the league, maybe apart from City, but for most other teams in the league, represents probably you know, maybe four or five transfer windows. So you never kind of really get that influx of talent all in one go or all at the club at the one time because what happens is to bring in players, obviously, like ourselves, you sell players to bring in players. So there does be an imbalance there at times where players go, players come in, as opposed to, you know, just half your squad or half your starting eleven coming in all at the one time, all top talent, all well proven and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And again, not you know, not to say as well, I mean Chelsea have had their struggles this season as well. And they'll they'll still struggle at times under Tuchel to try and figure out that blend really, of, yeah. of what they have because he has so much talent. Um but he's he's a Spurs fan. He should have come to Spurs Tuchel. He's a Spurs fan. But see, that's that's the problem at the moment. The problem at the moment is let's suppose let's suppose you went on a run and you lost your next five games and it was it was Jose out, it was done and dusted, you know yeah. what I mean? They had decided. So who do you get in? Who's available? Yeah, who do you bring in? Like my young lad was asking me last night who would I get in? And I said uh, I was I was trying to think in my head, like I did put Chris Hewitt in the mix and he said, Chris Hewitt only managed Brighton and now he's in the championship you couldn't bring him in he says he's not good enough he said to me what about Frank Lampard and I says no he wouldn't come here anyway for starters there's not a chance anyway I did I did mention uh, the spirit of Santos I think he's a good manager he's just uh, he's at the moment he's just been unfortunate with his run yeah, Wolves, he, he's been very unlucky losing Jimenez as well to that injury. Yeah, you know? exactly. he, he he's but, again but, like what like when we talk about Kane, he's their talisman of Wolves. Yeah. Every team has it, you know. Yeah, well, he's like I guarantee you, the Spurs of Santos. If he got into the Spurs dressing room, he'd have a different mentality about how to go at teams. He'd he'd go on the attack. He wouldn't come defensive mind like this. It's just like can I ask you a question now? Yep. Being a Liverpool fan, what players off Spurs would you take? Who would I take? Certainly, Heilberg would be one that I would take. I'd certainly bring him in to have a look at him. Um, probably... Well, obviously, Son. I mean, like, you bring Son in, you know what I mean? I mean, like, I know we have Mane in there and stuff like that. Mane, Sadio Mane is absolutely outstanding and all, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Son's equally as good as Mane, isn't he, in terms of, you know? Honestly, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're comparing both players at their best, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're probably equally as good as each other in terms of, you the know. Only thing about, the only thing, the difference between Son and Mane is Mane is not afraid to tackle. Son seems to be afraid to tackle. Yeah. He seems to have a bit, he, he pauses a bit before he sticks the foot in on a tackle. Yeah. Instead of just getting, and maybe that's because of the tackle he gave against the Everton player last year. Accidentally, you know what I mean? The one that your man broke his leg, obviously tripping yeah. up over him. Yeah. I'd say two or three sessions with Klopp and that'll be knocked out of him anyway. Yeah, he'd kick it out of him, Yeah. Um, so, so, so if we look, if we look towards the second half of the season, I mean, 
let's say can we bring a bit of positivity back to this because we don't we we hate doing these episodes where it's it's all doom and gloom and I've had enough right, of that for the last six weeks. I've had enough of that for the last six weeks with Liverpool <laughs> anyway. It's been absolutely <laughs> times, you know. So I mean what what do you expect? I mean, is Kane due back soon? I haven't really looked at his injuries. Is he due back in the next Kane couple is of weeks? Due back, he, he is due back sooner than uh, sooner than they thought. Okay. Now when I'm not sure, but I think it was word that he could be back in the next two, three weeks, I think. Yeah, it'd be great if you it had him be, back for the city game. Be, yeah, exactly. It would be. It would be great. Be, or at least West Ham. West Ham would be a big yeah. one as well. Um, like it's, it's, but uh, I just I like I I'll try and be positive on it, Niall. I'll, I'll try my best. But I think he needs to put Regalon in there instead of Davies. Leave RDA in there. Uh, the Aldevero and Dyer. If we stick with that back four and Lloris behind them, obviously. The midfield looks after itself at the minute. You know what I mean? The midfield does look after itself. Like I like personally, I'd have Heiberg and, and Dombele in the middle, and I would put Bale on. I'd put Bale out in the left wing. I wouldn't put him up on, as the three strikers. I'd put him in the left wing and just go right wing as well. The right wing, I'd probably put Mora there. And I, if Kane is back, have Kane and Son up front. And I think that's like I think that's a good solid squad. I, I do. I think it's a solid squad that could. That they've proven that they can beat teams. They can beat the best. Like they beat. Like as I say, they beat City last. That just before Christmas, three one. And like in all fairness, it wasn't that they they were lucky against them. They they defended well, and then they got. They, yeah, they did counter attack them, but they did get. They got it right. They just hadn't. They haven't had it the last few weeks. Even against Liverpool before Kane got got taken off injured, they, they hadn't got it. You know what I mean? The one ball. That was the one ball that Son, uh, that Kane got to Son for the goal. But that was it. So what? I mean, what are you what are you looking for then towards the end of the season? I mean, are, are you talking? Are we looking again at top six? Do you think there's a chance you can get back into top four? Um, Being straight up, no, I don't think we can get into top four. I don't think so. I think there's too much. Uh, there's too much talent. That, uh, too much. How would you call it? Positivity, positivity in other teams at the minute. Like the likes of Liverpool are going to be up there. There's going to be City and United, and I think Chelsea will be the other team taking that fourth spot. I really do. I think Chelsea will take that fourth spot. The, we, if we get in top six, I, I, I'd have to be happy with that. So no, no change in the top four from last season. Basically, that's what you're looking at. Just depends where the, just depends on the the places. But top four is pretty settled. I think so. I think the top four goes as as I said. They're going to be, and I think City will win it this year. I think they will win it. They've just come on form at the right time, and they'll just they'll just cruise to the end now. Like it, like I know they, if Spurs can beat them now in two weeks' time, it could be it opens the gates for the others. But uh, let's be honest, mate. Like. Solskjaer is getting the best out of his players at the minute as well. He really is. He's getting the. He's, he seems to have given them a new lease of life. Yeah. What about what about? Is there going to be a trophy? Is Jose going to deliver a trophy? See, I think I honestly think our best chance of a trophy, even though we're in the final of the the Carabao Cup, I think our best chance of a trophy is the Europa League. Europa League. I just, I just don't see City. I don't see City uh, being beaten in the League Cup final. I don't. I really don't. I just, 
Well, that's really their cup, isn't it? It's their cup. Yeah. Like they like. But they're so strong at the minute, no? They're so strong. And it's also isn't it amazing the way they focus on that cup? You don't see them playing weak and sides like they they. It's, yeah. Wants to win that every year. Like he's just yeah. he plays strong sides all the way through, and he doesn't um, disrespect the cup in any way. Even though it's like yeah. you know, you see, like uh, you see the likes of Klopp, like he, he throws that stuff away. He just doesn't bother with it. Plays the kids, yeah. whatever it yeah. is. You know what I mean? Um, but, but, but with well, let's be honest, man, you t- you take the you take the Premiership ahead of that any time. You know I mean? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But but so again, if Klopp, had, if Klopp had to sacrifice them that last year, it was well worth it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the league is the league and the European situation is always number one. Yeah, the domestic cups, like you know, we spoke about it on a couple of episodes back where the the FA Cup had lost its romance and stuff like that. You know, for me, I still love the FA Cup, so I hate when it gets thrown away. You know what I mean? I love, I love yeah. the FA Cup. You know, the the League Cup, I'm not a sold on. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of hit and miss. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah, no, still, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it this year if we get it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> get absolutely. it into Europe. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's I mean it's been good to chat. I love getting I love getting lads on, you know, to talk about their clubs, especially you know, it's difficult when it's not going well, you know. It's easy. like if I'd have got you on in, you know, December or whatever it is, you'd be sitting there going, This is great, probably gonna wrap up the league. It's all going well, you know. <laughs> Scoring for fun, winning for fun. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So then it's you yeah. know, then oh, like yeah. Six weeks later, the whole world has turned on its head again, and you know, City are back. So look at us; we were flying as well at one stage, seven points yeah, clear, right, yeah. and now we're seven points off. We've have a fourteen-point swing, and um, and then dropping dropping to Brighton there the other day as well. Not dissimilar to yourselves, you know. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, you just can't. Well, hand it to, you have to hand it to Brighton. They they got their they got their tactics spot on. Absolutely, they, I was only you know? I was only on the Premier League site there this morning, and I voted for Graham Potter to be a uh, manager of the month for January. You know what I mean? Outstanding. Yeah, job yeah. Down, you know? yeah well, well, he must. He actually should get it, shouldn't he? Like, Jesus Christ. But then I suppose you're looking at Pep as well, who's after winning seven on the bounce. So like, I mean, although he has such an abundance of riches, and I think Dave, yeah. David Moyes is in there as well with West Ham. So yeah, we'll see. He has to be he has to be counted in as well, doesn't he? Yeah. So, but I, I, if it was me, I would give it to Potter. But I mean, my my guess is Pep will probably get it after winning seven yeah. on the bounce and going to the top of the league. I mean, it's hard to argue with that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, look, yeah. it's been brilliant talking to you as usual. Um, great to have you on because you know we don't find too many Spurs fans so they're also hard to track down I've got about five or six of them that are mates but um, they, they don't always want to come on and chat and especially at these times um, and again I would say to everyone head over to the Dynamo <laughs> Podcast Network hit subscribe on the YouTube channel and, and let us know your feedback and comments on the episode and from myself and Fergal till next time really appreciate it thank you